Well, good morning, Molten Bible Church, and to anyone else who's listening. Merry Christmas, and welcome to NBC Church Online. It's great to be together today, and uh, I just wanted to make known to you a couple things that are happening around our church these days. First of all, uh, one of the ways that you can jump in is this Tuesday night, we're having an event called Jingle Jam. And the event is aimed at children four to 11 years, years old at our building at the Connect Center at 6.30 p.m. It is important that the kids are accompanied by an adult or a guardian, and obviously we will keep them safe with all of our COVID-19 protocols, but we do wanna make sure that this is a family event. So bring your other kids, bring your neighbors, bring your friends. We've got lots of room. Uh, it'll be just a, a wonderful outreach event. Second thing you can jump into is Christmas Eve online. This year, because of our COVID-19 restrictions, we are going to do a Christmas Eve online service. We are going to be uh, one church in many homes. And we wanna make sure that you have everything you need to participate in this Christmas Eve online service. So make sure you go on our website, miltonbiblechurch.ca, and you can register for a Christmas Eve in a bag. It's a kit that will give you everything you need to be fully participatory this Christmas Eve. Again, that service is at 6.30 and everyone is welcome. Uh, we wanna make sure that we have time to get those bags in your hands and uh, we wanna make sure that you can participate in that. It's gonna be a great night. The third thing that you can jump into during this Christmas season is our Christmas gift campaign. Our purpose of our Christmas gift campaign is to raise money so that we might be able to reach more people with the love of God. One of the things that we've learned is uh, during this time of the coronavirus and things being limited, is we've learned to be more focused, more honed, and, and, and sharper about reaching people with the love of Christ. And the lessons that we've learned during this time will continue to keep us as we uh, go forward, reaching our neighbors and the nations. And so our goal, it's a pretty aggressive goal. Milton Bible Church, we're asking God for $100,000. And the way we'll use that money is we will divide it evenly between new NBC outreach initiatives and media and worship ministry that we found to be so important and so valuable during these days. So ask God how he wish, wishes you to participate and just give as unto the Lord cheerfully and with a glad heart. We're looking uh, to reach more people with the love of God in 2021. And we believe God is leading us and it's going to be our greatest year ever. So thanks for listening. God bless. Enjoy our service today, and uh, I hope you have just a wonderful week as you gear up for Christmas this year. God is great and faithful. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. You wrestle with us.
Good morning, NBC. My name is Rachel Langford, and I am the pastor of worship and young adults here at NBC, and it's so great to be together today. 
It is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the time of the year that we have been waiting for all year. It's Christmas. And if you know me at all, you might know that I love Christmas. It is my absolute favorite time of the year, like I've said. <laughs> and this year we have a little eight month old baby and it's his first Christmas. And so this year, um, together we have been going up to the advent cal calendar every day and we move the little snowflake to the next day and I love Christmas because of this antici anticipation that's building to Christmas Day. Um, we've begun little traditions like taking him out on his new little sled for walks outside. We went and picked up our Christmas tree. We've got it all decorated. We've got garlands over the windows and um, the, the cupboards. And when I think about how I want our little family of three to celebrate the Christmas season, um, often I think about baking and walks that we can do and just all these little special traditions, but the nativity story and the Christmas story can often be pushed to the side. And maybe you feel this way too, that Christmas, um, it's just been watered down. The Christmas story has been watered down in our culture and it can be easy to forget why we actually celebrate Christmas every year. Christmas, apart from Easter, it's a very important season in the church calendar. And as I was reading the Christmas story this week, preparing for the sermon, I was reminded of why the Christmas story is so important. All of scripture is building up to this point in time when the birth of Jesus um, happens and the Messiah comes to save the people of Israel. It is the peak, it's the climax of scripture when Jesus comes. And so the first couple chapters in Luke are really, really great. And so I'd encourage you to read them just as you um, are preparing for this Christmas season. And I believe it will be a real encouragement to you. But today we are going to be starting by looking at Mary's song, which is in Luke chapter one. And um, there are just so many reasons why the Christmas story is so powerful. We've got the manger, the shepherds, the star. It all took place 2,000 years ago, but its significance still lasts today. It's still for this day, for you and for me right now in 2020. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and she is told that she is going to conceive and give birth to a son, to the son of God. And that is totally amazing and miraculous. And the angel Gabriel responds to Mary, and he says, For God, nothing is impossible. So when we get to Mary's song, Mary sings this beautiful song of hope and of rejoicing. But the song is about so much more than just Mary and her experience with God. In it, Mary tells of how God has done amazing things, miraculous things for all of Israel, starting way back in the Old Testament with Abraham, and then all throughout Scripture, we see how God has kept his promises to Israel, to the people of God. Israel is preserved, and we come to the day when a bunch of shepherds are out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks, and a massive host of angels appear. They're worshiping and praising because the King of Israel has been born. My question for you today is have you forgot the reason for this season? Are you searching for true joy this Christmas? Do you feel like your memory is a bit foggy and you need reminding of what the Christmas season is all about? Well, let's remember today the Christmas story 
and ask God to come now and to fill our hearts with hope and joy once again. We want to remember this amazing moment in human history and let its truth and power fill us up. We want to be filled to overflowing and go shout it on the mountaintops that Jesus Christ has come and he has saved us. So let's pray together as we begin. Lord, this morning I pray that you would fill our hearts with hope and joy once again, that we would remember the reason for the season. God, that you would give us fresh eyes to see and to hear this Christmas story. Amen. So I invite you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, to chapter 1, and we are going to be reading the Song of Mary. And this song, it's called the Magnificat, and the the Magnificat is Latin, and it means, um, it's Latin for to magnify, which means to make great. And Mary is worshiping here in this song, and she makes great the name of the Lord. The Magnificat is one of three hymns sung surrounding the birth of Jesus. Mary sings her song, and Zachariah and Simeon sing the other two hymns. And so let's see what Mary has to say. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. So Mary's song starts off with praising God for blessing her and for how God has treated her and the righteous people throughout the ages. But let's back up to what led to Mary's song. She has just met with her cousin, Elizabeth, and they together are celebrating all that God is doing in their midst and through them. Mary and Elizabeth have both been visited by the angel Gabriel, who told them that they are going to give birth to sons, John and Jesus. So before we even get to the birth of Jesus, miracles are taking place and the angels are busy delivering the news of the coming Messiah. In Mary's song in verse 48, um, it says, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. Mary is humble for she knows that she's a sinner and only through God's mercy is she found righteous in his eyes. God used her despite her downfalls and weaknesses, and Mary rejoices. I think that we can all relate to what Mary is feeling in this moment. What a humbling experience it is when God uses you, even despite all of your weaknesses and your sin in your life. It's just a humbling experience when God uses you to bring forth his purposes. And in verse 50, And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Mary is praising God because not only has he done great and amazing things for her in her life, but he's done amazing things for all of Israel. His mercy extends to all of those who fear him, those who are hungry and poor. I believe this to be both literal and spiritual. 
God promises that he will meet every need of his people. He will provide the best care for us. When I studied at Tyndale University a few years ago, I had to learn the Hebrew language. I had to take a couple courses in Hebrew. It was very challenging, but it was a great experience. And we learned the word hesed, which translate in English to loyal love and kindness. The word hesed is used a lot to describe God's love for his people. And in this passage, Mary is referring to God's loyal loving kindness. He has been loyal throughout the ages, and he continues to be. Every generation has known the goodness of God and his love and care for his people. It has no bounds. It stretches to every corner of the earth, and nothing can ever stop him. Nothing is impossible with God. In the second half of Mary's song, she is expressing the Jewish people's hope of future vindication in the face of oppression from foreign and pagan rulers. In each phrase in her song, it actually echoes the Old Testament scriptures. Have you ever heard of Hannah in the Old Testament? She um, just says this prayer in 1 Samuel chapter 2. And Hannah was barren. She couldn't have a baby. And she prayed earnestly to God um, that he would do the impossible and give her the baby that she desired. And you see, in this time, barrenness was a source of shame for all women. Hannah was mocked by other women for being barren, and it brought disgrace upon her and her husband. Barrenness also put women in danger because their husbands could divorce them um, and they could leave their wives if they didn't produce an heir. So, Hannah was praying desperately to God that he would answer her prayers and give her a baby. And Hannah's barrenness, it actually left room for God to do the impossible in her life. God answered her prayers and gave her a baby boy, and she called him Samuel. And Samuel became to be a very important figure in the Bible, and he um, was a prophet, and he established King Saul, who later gave birth to King David. But I think it's interesting to note that the idea of barrenness in Scripture, um, we see it in Hannah's life, but we also see it in many other women's lives in, in the Bible. It's actually a theme that runs all throughout Scripture. It goes way back to Genesis. And so you may remember the story of God promising Abraham um, that he would make his descendants into a great nation and that the whole world would be blessed by them. But there is a little problem. His wife, Sarah, was in advanced years, and she was barren. She hadn't had one baby, um, and God did the impossible in her life, and he gave them a son. They named him Isaac. All of the matriarchs of the faith were barren, too. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel. But when we get to the Christmas story, we also have Elizabeth, who's also barren. And the angel Gabriel comes to Elizabeth's husband, Zachariah, who's a priest in the temple. And the angel Gabriel says to him that she is going to give birth to a son, and he is going to be the forerunner for Jesus. And um, Zachariah is in disbelief. He says, but my wife is barren. She is old in age. And the angel Gabriel responds with, with God, nothing is impossible. So today I hope to show you that as amazing and miraculous as the Christmas story is, it is also just about normal people with big problems that we still face today. There is so much that we can relate to in it. 
The Christmas story includes Elizabeth, who had been barren her entire life, but God blessed her and gave her a son, John. Mary was just a young girl. She wasn't even married yet, but God saw her as righteous and chose her to be the mother of Jesus. Mary had no authority, no power, no wealth, no status. She would have faced so much criticism for being pregnant before marriage, and her engagement to Joseph also could have been in trouble. But God took care of her. He did amazing things through Mary's life. As Christians, we can believe in God's word and believe that he will fulfill his promises. A life with God means living and believing in the realm of the impossible. God can take our barrenness. He can take our emptiness and lifelessness and pour out his spirit on it. He makes us come alive. God promises a full life in him. He sent us Jesus, who redeemed and saved us so that we would be so that nothing can come in between us and him. Do you believe that God is the God of the impossible? The very first Christmas in history, it's thrilling. There are angelic visitations, miracles taking place, prophetic words being spoken, Jesus coming into the world. I believe that God can take our emptiness and fill us with an abundance of joy. He can change our lives and the circumstances we find ourselves in. He is the God of hope, and he will always do what he says he will do. This has been a very challenging year for us. There's a huge sense of loss as we look at what we once had and how in many ways those things have been taken from us. We have faced new hardships and challenges, and I bet it's been hard to have hope that God will turn things around. I know many have struggled staying connected to God and feeling numb, just trying to make it through each day. But my prayer is that today you would be reminded in the God who deeply cares for his people. He would go to any length to show his love. And that, he, and that we would be reminded that God is the God of the impossible. And he has invited us to live in that realm, that realm of impossibilities with him. We can have hope and joy, knowing that whatever emptiness we may feel today, whatever hardships and challenges we find ourselves facing, God deeply cares. And he has sent his son Jesus to us to save us and restore us and to bring us hope and joy. So Mary sings the song of praise, glorifying God for his faithfulness throughout all the generations. God can redeem every story. Nothing is too hard for him, and nothing is impossible with him. And today, we continue that song of praise. God is still faithful in this generation, in this time of history. He is still able to do the impossible in our lives. For Elizabeth and the other women who experienced barrenness, God broke through that barrier and he showed his strength. Life sprung forth. The emptiness was filled with life, with love, and with hope and joy. And the best news, he's going to do it again. And I pray that we believe this with all of our hearts today. Let our songs to the Lord be full of thankfulness and full of hope this Christmas season for all that God has done and all that he will do in the lives of his people. Let's pray together. Lord, this, this morning as we reflect on the Christmas season and on all that you have done throughout history, we are reminded that you are the God of the impossible. 
that nothing is too hard for you. Lord, that you are strong and that you are mighty and that nothing can come between us and you. And we're so thankful and grateful. I pray that this Christmas season, we would be reflecting on this truth, that our hearts would be full of your hope and full of your joy, that we would believe in you and trust you even when we face challenges. We love you, Lord, and we pray that you would be with us this week as we go forth. I pray that you would fill our hearts with faith and hope as we reflect on this Christmas story. Amen. how in your life that where he can't be stopped just think about how he can't be stopped in your life who can stop the lord almighty who can stop the lord almighty declare it who can stop the lord almighty who can stop the lord God is a lion, the lion of Judah. 